0: Presents right on a super new album. 20 original hits, original stars. k Town right on. $5.99. Tape $7.99. coming to you from an undisclosed location thousands of fathoms beneath the sea this is the deep dive podcast all ahead one third off scope battle stations battle stations one ping only
1: please oh. Hello, divers, and welcome to the next episode of the Deep Dive Podcast. We're glad you're here. My name is Manda, co-host extraordinaire, famed beauty lover of all things dinosaur, but of course, you already knew that. And with me, as always, my good buddy, Tom Feeney. Hi. Ha, la 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tried to get him to just be calm, but it's, <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> and... Surprisingly, they still keep him on as a writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. If you're so inclined, and come on, why aren't you? Go ahead to Amazon.com, pick yourself up a copy. Thank it should you. be out soon, I think. Soon-ish.
0: Ish. Yeah. yeah. So that's good.
1: That's good. Next episode, are you pumped? I am very
0: pumped. Cool. because And we're... not just because I've been sucking on the air hose.
1: You know, there's a real problem with that. We need that air to breathe. Yeah,
0: I just want to get that oxygen hit. <laughs> you so problem, good. problem
1: So good Listen, we're, we're in the minor leagues here You know, minor A, key of minor C, you know
0: Oh, music jokes Yeah I, I see where you went with that
1: I guess one could say that's a voila Or is that viola? I, either viola. way yeah, any, Either way Wow Actually, <laughs> you ever hear this joke? What's the difference between an onion and a viola?
0: No, I have not What is it?
1: Nobody cries when you cut up a viola all right then. All right. Anyway, so this episode, we decided to do musical documentaries.
0: Yes, or rockumentaries, as Rockumentaries.
1: You know, I was so tempted to do Spinal Tap, but it's just not obscure.
0: It's not. Everybody knows Spinal Tap. But
1: it's like literally one of my favorite movies ever.
0: Oh, it's so good.
1: It's so funny.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, uh, it'll have to be its own episode, basically. But the rules for this episode were really you're going to pick a rockumentary, as it were. We'll talk about it, and it has to involve music. So we wanted to stick away from, like, movies and go more towards, like, the storytelling type of thing with facts. So, anyways, I did the talking, and it was brilliant. Why don't you start us off this week?
0: Oh, sure, with an intro like that. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Where's where's there to go from there? I don't know. (laughs) Yikes. So, not to completely date myself here, but... Uh, when I was born, the Beatles were still a thing.
1: Hmm.
0: Not for long. Was that like
1: nineteen
0: yeah, twenty-three? Let's not go okay. there. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But they were still a band. <laughs> uh, but like I said, not for long afterwards. So you know, not that old. But uh, they they broke up. The Beatles broke up in nineteen seventy. Okay. Roughly around there, and their legend just got bigger and bigger even though they were no longer together. And it wasn't long after the Beatles broke up that people started putting together documentaries about their careers. Sure. Which happens. But my pick is a parody of Beatles documentaries called All You Need Is Cash. (laughs) This is a 1978 Movie. So this came out less than a decade after the Beatles broke up. And this is actually one of my favorite comedies. Um, we mentioned Spinal Tap. This is right up there with, for me with with Spinal Tap.
1: Ooh, that has to be good then.
0: It is really good. Uh, it was created by one of the uh, Pythons. Oh, Monty? Um, yes, one of the Monty Pythons. <laughs> uh, Eric Idle. And also a musician named Neil Innes, who is a very talented musician and comedian as well. But this was not only a really brilliant parody of the Beatles' lives and their careers, but also like the behind-the-scenes stuff hmm. as well. So this dealt with a band called the Ruttles. <laughs> yes, that's right, the Ruttles.
1: As opposed to the Beatles.
0: Yes, as the Beatles were doing their thing, the Ruttles were kind of doing their own thing. And so you had, uh, they, were called the, they were known as the Prefab Four, and you had Dirk, Nasty, Stig and Barry, they were the Ruttles. From these streets, very close to the cavern Rutland, came the fabulous Rutland sound, created by the Prefab 4, Dirk, Nasty, Stig, and Barry, who created a musical legend that will last a lunchtime. They were discovered by their manager, Leggy Mountbatten, in a lunchtime disco very close to these streets. Their first album was made in 20 minutes, the second took even longer. Tonight, we examine the legend of the Ruttles. We look at their lives, their loves, their music. We examine some of the problems that made them what they are today. And we shall also be asking some of the people who worked with them whether they were really the sort of lovable people they were made out to be. Essentially, this documentary, or mockumentary as it were, follows the career of the Prefab Four. And it's, it's, it's a hilarious movie Uh, It's got some great songs. like These are uh, the parody Beatles songs, but the parodies are so spot on. You could not tell the difference. If you didn't tell somebody these were parody songs, people would actually think these were Beatles songs that were recorded but never released because they're that good. Right. They're amazing. Now, uh, there are quite a number of cameos in this film that are also hilarious, including people like... George Harrison, who was actually one of the Beatles, is in this movie. Not as George Harrison, by the way, as somebody else. Uh, Mick Jagger as himself (laughs) is in this movie. Paul Simon as himself is in this movie. Also, uh, another fellow uh, Pythoner, Michael Palin, Mm. is in it. And uh, several several former Saturday Night Live cast members, including uh, Dan Aykroyd is in it. (laughs) John Belushi is in it. And Bill Murray is in it.
1: So what you're saying is Dan Aykroyd had practice for We Are the World? Pretty much,
0: <laughs> pretty much. So they're they're all in this movie, and it's just uh, an amazing, amazing, funny, funny film because it not only parodies the music, but it parodies all the hype sure. around their lives and everything that they did, and their managers, and their accountants. Uh, one of the one of the jokes is their final album was released as a record a movie and a lawsuit uh because they wouldn't stop suing each other nice but it's um it really is just and it's also not mean spirited in any way right it's 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 a it's a kind of a loving tribute right to the band and the music is fantastic you can actually find the soundtrack on most of the music services like apple music and spotify uh if you if you like beatles music check it out because it's amazing Mm. um so there was a sequel that was released in 2002 called Can't Buy Me Lunch. <laughs> and they have actually played, uh, they've, they've reunited several times. The actual fake band, the Ruddles, have reunited several times to play concerts. Yeah. And so it it's really was kind of an interesting side project. Uh, between Monty Python and the uh, Saturday Night Live, sure. In a lot of ways, because they uh, the combined talents of the cast members from the two of them put this the whole thing together. Right. So it's probably one of the only sort of semi official collaborations between the two uh-huh. groups, which is amazing. Yeah. Because you've never seen that, because you know. Monty Python was first, SNL was second, and they never really merged or did anything together except for this project.
1: But they're distinct in their own right. Exactly. Yeah. But, the,
0: but this movie is so funny. Yeah. That I, I recommend anybody, if you can, check it out. And you can check it out for free because somebody uploaded it to YouTube. As of this recording. As of this recording. So if you if you get a chance, I highly recommend it. Uh, because it's so, so funny. And especially if you're a Beatles fan. Right. If you like the music uh, and you're into that kind of Beatles nostalgia, this is really going to hit all those right buttons for you. So as far as the scores go, 7.4 out of 10 on the oh. Internet Movie Database. Okay. And a 90% Ooh. on Rotten Tomatoes. So there you go. The Ruddles in All You Need is Cash.
1: That sounds really good. Check it out.
0: It is so funny.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I kinda am ashamed to say this, but the only time the only thing I know Eric Idle from other than of course Monty Python right. would be uh Casper.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I remember distinctly he and he says something like, you know, with big uh purple carpet and lovely green walls. Remember? When he's like, uh Kerrigan, I'm gonna come back and haunt you. Yeah. You just go watch it. It's uh, a cool nineties yeah, movie. Uh,
0: I was a grown ass man when that came out. Yeah. So I
1: didn't Casper. <laughs> Oh, man, that, that's a good pick. I, mm. I enjoyed that pick. Yeah, thank you. So I, you know, I haven't seen too many sort of rockumentaries um, other than Spinal Tap, of course. So I've really got one pick. But this pick, although perhaps not as obscure as maybe that one, was really fantastic. And I felt like I just had to talk about it. So you may have seen it. It is currently on Netflix right now. Um, It's called The Story of Anvil. In the summer of 1984, Anvil toured the world
0: with the biggest bands in rock. These guys are gonna turn the music world upside down. All of them sold millions of records around the world. All of them, but one.
1: We're gonna do it together, we're gonna get there. We're gonna be rock stars. It's a dream, but I'm gonna make it come true.
0: Oh, the the, the metal rock band. band.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... Oh man, there's just so many feels out of this movie, but essentially, I mean, we're talking about like, you know, eighties, mid eighties, whatever the the great genre of guns N' roses, Bon Jovi, like all of these really good bands. And there is Anvil. They're on the top of it, right? They're touring with these bands Mm -hmm. and these bands are selling like millions of records and they're going on to make dozens of dozens of albums and except they didn't. And they're like the Mm -hmm. equivalent of a one hit wonder, but in terms of a band, right? It wasn't just their song, which is the one hit wonder. It was just themselves. They were, in, and then they were out. Flash of light.
0: Yeah, they were the steel panther of their day.
1: <sighs> I still don't understand that. Like, I know where they're going, but I just, no. <laughs> Stay on the Hollywood Boulevard. Just go there. But, uh, uh, yeah, so the, the movie follows the, the, once, the once great co- co-founding members uh, of the band, the guitarist uh, and the, uh, the drummer, as they just try to keep the dream alive right and i know it sounds kind of hopeless on on some level but really it's there's this naivete to it almost um where they really just truly believe that if they get that one last big yeah. break you know they can keep it going so it's unfortunate but you do see it play out how bad management lack of funds um and i suppose lack of realism really play into the the sort of death of the band but the cool part about it truly is that i think this has actually resurrected their mm-hmm. theme yeah. in a weird in a weird way it, it's almost kind of nostalgic so um in that regards it did a lot for them but essentially you follow them when they're touring really small small like tiny little hole venues yeah. to like really dedicated fans like i mean in germany romania like all these just really hole-in-the-wall places but um it was Sad in the sense that, like, I kind of really wanted them to succeed. I really sure. wanted them to be like, cool, yeah. after this, you know, documentary, they put out an album and they were number one or whatever. Um, and I don't necessarily get that feeling, but I think it was probably, um, the attempt of the director who I believe it was Sacha Jerverace, something of that nature. Um, he really tried to, to get the point across that they were good people, they were not after the fame yeah. for the fame's sake, they just wanted to the last. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that stuff, but I heard backstages were crazy. Mm. But um, uh, there actually is one story I'm reminded of. My mom told me she did go see Bon Jovi in concert, but it just creeps me out. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) uh, you really want to portray, like they just wanted to make it because it's their dream, their live stream. And it's kind of cool that they've been friends for like 50 years or whatever. But um, if you have a chance to watch it, it is just really, really powerful. And in fact, most people agreed because the scores are like this. IMDb, 7.9. Metacritic, 82%. Oh,
0: wow. Nice. Yeah.
1: And Rotten Tomatoes, not even joking, 98%. Whoa. Yeah. It's wow. up there. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm going up there, too. I'm giving it an 8.5. Wow. Yeah. It was really, really good. And I got a lot of feels out of it. Um... And not all of them were sad feels. It was just, it was really good. Okay. Um, Like I said, right now it's free on Netflix. Um, There is a distinction. It's only free on the Netflix U.S. and Canada. It's not available in the U.K. Uh, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. It's also available on this cool app I discovered called Realize. Hmm. Um, And that's R-E-A-L-E-Y-Z. Like, so random. Yeah, but it's free on that app as well. Um, You really can't rent it anywhere because it is sort of a for-profit documentary. But um, you can buy it for $9.99 on the PlayStation Store. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was my big one. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I think there's actually a quote here that Michael Moore and I assume you know who that is. I do. Um, said that it was one of the greatest documentaries he'd ever seen.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: How cool is that? Yeah. So if nothing else, they have that attached to them. Which is nice. It is pretty cool. Because yeah. Michael Moore is just, I'm on the fence about that guy. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, that's my pick. Nice. I'll have a couple of honorable mentions, but that was pretty much
0: my pick. Okay. Pretty cool. Sounds good. I have not seen that, but that will be on my list. Yeah. Please do, because it's really nice. good. Nice. So my second pick is an actual music documentary, like my first pick, uh, from 2013 called Sound City. Uh-huh. This was directed by Dave Grohl, who oh, you may know from Nirvana. The Foo Fighters. And the Foo Fighters. That's right. So Sound City was the name of one of the greatest recording studios of all time in Southern California. Mm. Uh, artists like Fleetwood Mac, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Tom Petty recorded there. Well, that's a range. Yeah, exactly. So the reason that it was so special was because of the sound that you could get from the equipment. This analog sound that, for some reason, made these recordings sound incredible. Hmm. And <coughs> excuse me for a second.
1: You okay?
0: Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just choking on my own. Uh, Nostalgia. Blood. Yeah, that oh, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what happened was is that Dave Grohl, when he was with Nirvana, recorded Nevermind in that studio. Hmm. You know, their most famous album. Yeah. And he was so enamored with the, the studio and the equipment that when he found out that the studio was going to close permanently, he went and bought the recording console, this massive piece of analog equipment. He had to have it. This guy, Rupert Neve, designed these next generation consoles. There's only four like this in the world.
1: There's something about the Neve sound.
0: It's a pretty badass console. When you came to work at Sound City, it was a tape based studio. You knew what you were getting. Sound City was a place where real men went to make records. So he actually bought it and installed it in his home studio hmm. uh, because he loved it so much and the quality of the sound, like the warmth of the analog sound you could get recording with this specific console. There was, only, there was like one of four ever built. Right. So, you know, he was like, that. this is mine. I'm taking it home. But in the documentary, what he does, which is kind of really, really cool, is he invites these artists that once recorded in Sound City to come to his home studio and record new music with Dave Grohl. Oh, wow. So people like uh, Stevie Nicks... Um, Rick springfield he's who, still alive he's still alive, he's still kicking wow, and he got really you know they interviewed him because he recorded like his a lot of his early material, yeah and was very got really emotional about it, which was which was pretty awesome uh, even Paul McCartney was in this cool um, they uh, they agreed to return to record on that sort of legendary Right. Console, right? Which is just so amazing. Yeah. And uh, it was directed by Dave Roll, and he interviewed all these artists, uh, and they have some incredible stories of what it was like to record rock music in the 70s and 80s. Right. And there's such a great nostalgia factor, but also a love of the sort of days of analog recording. Sure. I mean, today, anybody with an iPad and garage band can make music. Doesn't mean they should, <laughs> but they can. But back in those days, you, you had to have engineers and technicians and all of these people to make a record sound fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it was so much work and so much love put into it. Sure, And yeah. you could tell just by listening to these uh, artists being interviewed, it's just absolutely incredible. So the entire movie is pretty much a love letter to rock music. Sure. And the creative process of it. Because a lot of these documents, they talk about the band, they talk about their lives and their, you know, the problems and all that. But this one really just talks about how the music was made and the care and effort which it took to make that music and how that impacted their lives. So it, it was a pretty amazing documentary. You don't find too much uh, emotional resonance in music documentaries. Sure. Except for the nostalgia factor. Mm-hmm. But this really did, you know... Give you the feels. Like a human aspect to it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's one of the reasons why I really like Sound City. And plus the fact that Dave Rolls is probably the coolest human on the planet. I mean, me. I've
1: heard he is the awesomest guy. Yeah. So, super nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And he does a great job. You can tell these artists are really super stoked to be there. Yeah. To be doing this, to be working with him. Sure, yeah. Especially Brick Springfield, who uh, creates this like super amazing uh, song for the soundtrack. Huh. And the soundtrack is... Absolutely fantastic. So, you got Stevie Nicks, you got Rick Springfield, you got Tom Petty, you got all these people on this record uh, that was made in Dave Grohl's home studio. <laughs> and it's called the, the soundtrack, which I would definitely check out on you know, the major music services. It's called Sound City Real to Real. And the movie actually spawned an HBO series that was called uh, Foo Fighters Sonic Highways. Where instead of inviting artists to a studio, uh, Dave Grohl took his band to different cities around the country, around the U.S., and looked at uh, the music history of those cities and created music that was an homage to those different cities' styles. Yeah, cool. So this is an absolutely great documentary. Uh, universally praised, uh, 7.8 out of 10 hmm. on Internet Movie Database, and 98 percent nice on rotten tomatoes so it's free on amazon prime video with a subscription it's free on tubi mm. and voodoo right now uh you can rent it if you some for some reason don't like free uh for two dollars and 99 cents on itunes fandango now and the playstation store Ooh! so that is my final. that was pick.
1: awesome Thank that you. was awesome I, yeah. I cannot wait to go watch that I mean, 'cause I love the Food Fighters, but also Dave Grohl is just awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. And just you you see his enthusiasm and you're just like it's so infectious.
1: Yeah. He just seems like a really chill guy. Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm.
1: So I got a couple of honorable <sighs> mentions. Shoot. So, the first one, um, it's kind of music-related, but it, it's the uh, documentary Now with Fred Armisen. Oh, yeah. yeah. You saw
0: about the, the musical one?
1: Yeah. It, oh, yeah. man. I didn't know at first <laughs> until oh, I watched really? it. I was like, wait a minute. It, it was It's hilarious. Uh, it's on HBO, and so if you have a subscription, you can see it there, but you can also find it, I believe, um, you can find them by episodes uh, on...
0: It's IFC, right?
1: Yes, there yeah. it is. Sorry, not HBO. IFC. IFC. Yep, that's what it is it is. Mm-hmm. Um hilarious.
0: Yeah, really um, funny. I love that series.
1: Yeah, just oh, remember the mother and daughter one? Yeah.
0: The, the yeah, based on like the Great Gardens <laughs> one. Yeah. Oh man, oh, Bill Hader.
1: Yeah. Oh god, Bill Hader. He's hilarious. He really
0: is. He, really he is. did
1: a, an interview recently, went through each of his characters and it was just really funny to watch. Yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um the second one I have is um Billy Connolly's Route 66. So Billy Billy Connolly, he's not obviously. He's really known for his um, comedic style. He's a he's he's a Scottish comedian, and he's hilarious. You know how much I love him.
0: Yes, he's very funny. He
1: brings joy to my life. Like he's great, but he's also a very incredibly talented musician. Uh, Plays the banjo, probably on par with Steve Martin. Martin, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's 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 insane. Um, Really good musician. Used to be in a band, um, and. Basically, when he's he he does these tours. He did them with of Ireland, of Scotland, of England, uh, Australia, New Zealand. But he also did one of America's Route 66, where he started in Chicago yeah. and and drove across. But each stop, he got the feel of the place, and and a lot of them uh, for the blue the blues music of it, like the central. A Western, Middle America, African American sound, and it's just an incredible uh, documentary. Uh, and it, and he really shows his passion for music. You can actually watch that free on YouTube. Someone's uploaded all six episodes, and it's it's really really great. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I've got a couple of shout-outs. Ooh, go for I it. I know. So you weren't expecting
0: that. I was not.
1: <laughs> the first one I've got is for a cool podcast that we um, found out through Instagram. They're one of our followers and one of our good friends, the Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape podcast. Mm. They have a really cool way of presenting, like, just fantastic information. And I don't mean fantastic as in, like, cool, but, like, things that, you, that are out there. Um they have a really cool episode I think it's episode 26 where they talk about ancient Egyptian gods. Uh, so cool. check them out on uh you can nice. get them on podcast Apple Podcasts. Cool. Um and then I've also just want to say a quick hello to Enoch. He just recently started listening to us. Oh, great. Yeah, and I I forced him to download the app, so thank you Enoch for not telling anybody about that.
0: Yes, he has inspired me to create a entirely new genre of humor. <laughs> which I call Enoch knock jokes.
1: Oh, yeah, you knew that was coming. Sorry, Enoch. Yep. But mm-hmm. hello to Jay, Wayne, Raven, Ian, and Sarah. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate your, well, your ears.
0: And those are real people, by the way. They not truly fake.
1: are. They're not fake. No. Ian's my brother, so I had to pay him.
0: Oh, see, that's just sad. But, yeah,
1: that's about wow. it.
0: <laughs> not a bad episode, though, huh? No, not a bad episode no. at all. A lot of feels. Yeah. And I
1: didn't expect that from a documentary series. A
0: lot of feels. A lot yeah. of feels. And, and frankly, we need to put a stop to it.
1: Yeah, it's too much.
0: I'm not good with this. So, next time. Next on our time next huh? dive, more drama for your mama. Ooh. That's right, because it's Mother's Day. That's right. Mother's uh-huh. Day. So, head on over to your local Hallmark. Hammock store. Hammock. Get to Hallmark store. Hallmark. All right, get some chocolates. Pick up a card
1: for your mom. Pick up a
0: card for your mother. Say hi to your mother for me, okay? <laughs>
1: and
0: we're going to be talking about Mother's Day movies. Yes, we are. It has to do with dear old mom. Hi, mom. Hi. Well, oh, I can't say hi to my mother. She's not around. I'm uh, sorry. That's nah, all right. She didn't put up much of a struggle. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Good all Lord. Right. All right, oh, let's okay. end this now. Oh, ready. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Three. Two. two One. One. And And transition. What? Did you actually?
1: Oh, Oh, I I thought we were singing.
0: No, I don't Uh. sing. Oh, I bellow, you know that. All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. See ya. Ciao. Special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and Echo Craft for our amazing theme music. Links to both artists can be found on our website, the Deep com. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know well, what we do? Uh, put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top... Number and make that a little louder. These go to eleven.